Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. So if in this month, all you can see is the money or the investment or the cash, I think you've got it wrong. Financial freedom is simply having control of your finances. Control. And that is what God is calling us to, this man. Thank you, neighbor, tell you the sermon is over. Financial freedom is simply having control of your finances. And here is the tidbit. Whether a lot, I'm a kiddo. Whether you have a thousand shillings in the bank, whether you have minus 1500, minus 1500, <laughs> whether you have a hundred million in the bank or minus five million, it doesn't really matter. The question is do you have control over your finances? I'm not asking for any hands. They are those who do not. <laughs> Do you have control over what God has given you? That is financial freedom. And it is my hope that we would come to understand that if we do that and do it well, God blesses whatever we have. He blesses it. The question then is in pursuing financial freedom should be this. Am I in control of your finances? Or, like one of us said, do my finances have control over me? And I think when you hear this guest speaking, and our guest next week is very good at asking the question of control over finances. One of the things that he told me the first time I ever met him is, Pastor, do not come here with a loan to get any of my properties. I was like, hey, boss, that's, that's, a, that's a bit too harsh. But like you've had our life experiences, teach us to handle money in one way or another. And you can't blame him for not liking the issue of debt. It's because he saw it in his family, but you don't care about So do you have control? That's my question today, and is how we we'll finish this time together. Do you have control over your finances? If you don't, there's a problem. But my prayer, remember, guys, this whole month, is that God will bless us to be financially free. Amen? Amen. My prayer today, guys, remember, is that God will help us to be financially free. Can I hear you? Amen. I read a couple of verses. Luke 16, any more than two, verse 1 to 14. If you can turn there, south, if you can't, I will read it for us. Luke 16, verse 1 to 14. This is the parable of the shrewd manager. I will read it quickly and then share a couple of things and be out of your way. Once again, Poleni Sana, those who are expecting a guest. I don't mean guest. I'm the owner of the house. The parable of the school manager, Luke 16, verse 1 to 14. Luke 16, verse 1 to 14. If you're there, say amen. Jesus told his disciples, there was a rich man. Rich people in the house, hallelujah. Amen. 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 
There is a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his past possessions. Those accused of wasting possessions, hallelujah. <laughs> so he called him in and asked him, what is this I hear about you, Buana? Give an account hey, of your management because you cannot be managed any longer. Translation, we are losing your job. The manager said to himself, hey, what shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. Kazi Naisha and the elections around the corner. I'm not strong enough to dig. Mjengo Sivezi, I'm ashamed to bear. I know what I'll do so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me to the houses. So he called in each one of his master's debtors and asked the first, How much do you owe my master? 900. He replied, The manager told him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, make it 450. Then he asked the second, How much do you owe? A thousand, of, thousand bushels of wheat. He replied and told him, Take your bill. Make it 800. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. He commended him. For the people of this world, Jesus says, are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself so that when it is gone, you'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. Whoever is dishonest with little, will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, King James says, and righteous mammon, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you one property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be, will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Never. The Pharisees who loved money heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others. But God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable. Detestable in God's sight. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we see a shrewd manager. The Bible says he was not very clean with the possessions of his master. So he wasted them. To the point the master took notice and the boss, that's not but he is going. The guy thinks, ah, imagine, hey, what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to all of these guys' debtors and reduce their debts and make them less. Why? Because when I'm, I leave this place, I need to make sure that I'm smart. To the point his boss commends him, the dishonest manager, because he had acted shrewdly. It is interesting that the guy who acted shrewdly wasted the possessions of the master. It's very interesting. He is smart on one hand and yet wasteful. Have you ever looked at yourself and wondered, how, how have I just been wasting my money in evil? Like, if I count, there's, 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 a, there's an exercise we did when I was training for church planting, and we were asked to put down from the first salary you got, add, that, add those figures from your very first salary. If you can add the figures to side, See, we are millionaires. Can I hear you? Amen. But where are the millions? 
Sí, sí, madrado, sí. I'm not, I'm not being nasty. If you are a human being, one of the things that you will not escape in this world is making mistakes. And so be encouraged, this man, that just because you make financial mistakes does not mean that you can make right ones right now. Please, 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 don't let the mistakes in your life put you down. Some of us, when we did that calculation of Peter Isabu, see, some of our first jobs are not in the country. Hallelujah, amen. amen. Yeah. So, when Peter Isabu, you are like, those are millions. And what do I have to show for it? Don't let that put you down. But anyway, Jesus goes deeper. He says, the people of this world are shrewd. They are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than other people of light. You've had the joke that while we have each other's backs more than us, who know the Lord. Like while people in the house of God we were doing plug-in this morning and the lady was one of the ladies was like, hey pastor, I, I left church for a reason. I was like, it's very rare to hear that in the world. And if it's there, it's not at the extent of what we see in the house of God. Jesus is encouraging us still because he goes deeper. He says, I tell you, Use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves. So that when it is gone, you'll be welcome to eternal dwellings. Is Christ giving us Maujanja as a part of friends? Not really. No. Because he used the term eternal dwellings. Eternal dwellings. Christ is pointing to the fact that may the monies that he gives us be a blessing to others. May the positions he gives us in life be a blessing to others. What the, um, this guy, the, um, the guy who was managing this rich man's property, what he did was he went to guys who owed his boss and reduced their debts. So he used his position well. Yes, he was shrewd, but he was very kind to them. Christ is reminding us that it should not remain there. Don't just be kind for the sake of being kind. May your kindness reflect the eternal nature of God. Then the question then becomes, do you have wealth in the Lord or do you have it outside of Him? Do you have the positions that you have in Him or do you have it outside of Him? It's a simple question. Do you know the Lord or not? If you know Him, then your wealth maybe, just maybe, has an eternal tag to it and may it have it. I beg you by the mercies of God, don't make wealth outside of God because it has no eternal nature at all if you do that. If you decide me by the Mazen Pastor, you have no idea what I went through in my life. I was disowned, I have struggled, I have done this, my parents were never there for me, meanly hustled from day one. I have done this thing with my own strength. Why are you asking me about the Lord? I beg you, may that never be a story. My desire is for all of us to make wealth. Amen? Amen. Uh, let me repeat that again. My desire is for all of us to make wealth. Amen? Amen? But in the Lord, 
That way, it has an eternal, beautiful tag to it. Jesus says in verse 9, when it is gone, cause wealth may fade away. The only thing that remains, and you know the scripture, is God's word. Nothing remains under the heavens. We tell couples every day, kuna siku, mom, makofi ya mom tukodali, Everything under this world will come to an end. Even the wealth that you must see. Even this financial freedom. There's a time. Are you talking about? All that will remain at the end of time is God and His word. So I beg you, even as you talk about financial freedom this month. The focus should be the Lord. Get it in Him, not outside of Him. If you desire to make wealth outside of the Lord, you're going to fail miserably. This reminds us very well of the 10 billionaires. And these are not Kenya billionaires, Kenya city. This is dollar billionaires who died with nothing. Dying with nothing is not the tragedy. The tragedy is dying with nothing without the Lord. It is okay to die without nothing. We will need nothing. It is okay to be poor. But it is not okay to be poor and without the Lord. Some of us maybe will never get to attain the millions that you see. Some of us will have them and maybe lose them. I don't know how life will turn out for you. But my question is, will it turn out that way for you, with the Lord or without Him? May it never be that you lose it as Christ is saying. When your wealth is gone, when your friends disappear, when life happens, and you don't know the Lord. So again, I will remind you, let's find the Lord. Let's have in our hearts. So that when the wealth comes, even in using it, we glorify Him. Amen? Jesus finishes by saying, verse 10, whoever can be trusted with little can be trusted with much. Whoever is dishonest with little will also be dishonest with much. If you have not been trusted in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? If you have not been trusted with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? If you are faithful to the Lord and to the wealth he has given you, whether kidogo or billions, I kid you not, he will increase it to levels you have no idea. And so start with him. Be faithful. Even in the 1,000 shillings. Be faithful in the 500. Be faithful with the job. I so admire when I talk to some of you and you're like, hey, Masi, I have a difficult workplace. But I still show up. You know, you know that feeling. Mazay, I have a difficult boss, but I am there. I have a difficult ministry, but we show up to still continue. I have a difficult this, I have, but you are faithful. Translation, you are a good steward. That's what Christ is saying. Whatever he has given you, a child, a family, a friendship, be faithful in it. And I promise you, the promise he gives is true. 
he will increase it in his time. How we build wealth is from faithfulness. Wealth is not built from miracles from heaven. Some of us, yes, wake up and we have silver spoon in our mouth. But that's not the norm. The norm is some of us have really worked hard to build some of this wealth. No wonder I pray the Lord help us build wealth for the generations after us. How that is built is whatever He has given you, that a small one, just be faithful. Yes, trust Him, pray, talk to Him, but be faithful. Those small, those small days, those, those beginnings of smallness, His own, those are the ones that count. How you handle that is how God looks to you to say, okay, turn to the next level. So I'm charging us in this month of financial freedom, let's be faithful in those small places we are in. Even if it's a large place. You have the story of the Michael, the, the, the guy from Zamara, who was simply faithful in being an insurance officer. And when he was tired, he didn't quit. He went to his boss and said, boss, all I need is a challenge for the next level. Test me in this world, come into a guy. Dude now is in charge of Africa. Be faithful in the small. God gives you the much. Amen? Verse 13, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other. Or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees who loved money had all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, you are the ones who trust for yourselves in the eyes of others. But God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. God is talking about our hearts. Where is your heart when it, as, uh, as concerns the issue of money? Wealth. Does wealth have your heart to the point God has no place? Or is it the other way around? I beg you, and I hope you can hear this today. May God have your whole heart. Because if it is wealth that has your heart, hey, I'm sorry. Things may not go so well. Do you know what has your heart when it comes to financial freedom? Is it the money or is it Jehovah? And the funny thing is we know deep down can you drop everything for Jehovah or can you drop everything for the money? Your answer to that should tell you exactly where you are. My prayer for us this month, even as we finish next week, is may money not have your heart. And having your heart does not necessarily mean that it's just greed, kutafuta. It may also mean just overusing and misusing the little that you have. Where are you? Now, Sinyone had now here about the pastor, yeah, pastor is financially free. Ah, ujama, hey, hey, boss. We are preaching to them. Masses. May money never, never, never have your heart. Can't you? May but the money should not have your heart. Mommy, now she's fine. Mommy, now we have to Come on, come on. Money should not have your heart. Hey, guys, Jesus preached about money more than anything else. He taught about money in eleven of his parables for a reason. Finances are the most talked about topic by our Lord in the Bible. 
is for a reason. The reason we insist here at Embakasi to read the word is because it is only then that we will conquer this issue of financial freedom. It is only when we look at what Christ talks about as concerns it that you understand. That you are like, hey, this thing is not just a physical thing. Money is not just physical, it is spiritual. Last week we asked the question, why? Why do you want financial freedom? You should be able to answer that question. Why? If you can't answer the why question, hey, I'd rather you apply some bricks. Sema tuke Jehovah Abba, nisaidia because naeza kuwa naenda mbae. Does money have your heart? Guys, finally I will say again, financial freedom is simply having control of not only your finances, but of your heart concerning the issue of finances. And this, whether the kidogo or whether it's about, may the Lord give us contentment. Because not all of us will be billionaires. I know we all want to be billionaires. Who wants to be a millionaire in the house of God? But not all of us will be billionaires. Guys are smiling at the back. That's not the point, though. The point is, will money continue having the control of your heart? Or will it be Jehovah? I'm so encouraged when some of us say, Pastor, there's this job, but I need to pray. I need to know. Is this God's will for my life? I need to know. Pray with me, Pastor. See, Jui? That shows. Does money have your heart? Guys, if there's an area that the enemy uses in these times today to bind us, to control us, to sift us, is the issue of the unrighteous mammon. King James Namwita, the unrighteous mammon, the unrighteous spirit. Who is that? Money. You may hear tell you money is bad. No, boss. <laughs> but may you never have control over your heart. Amen? You've heard from our guest this man. So please make the tough decisions. Make them. Starting today. Maybe you're still like, eh, I know I need to stop this. Stop it. I don't need to be faithful in this one. Maybe it's not what I want. Keep on. God is watching. If you're faithful in the little, He will bless you. That's how you build wealth. Make the right choice today. Amen? And remember, like they've told us, this old man, please teach the next generation. To school, joy on the wisdom of finances. You heard this said very well. None of the guests that are here were taught by their parents. None of them. Some tried, and they were not directly teaching. They were just trying to maybe just show them, but they never actively, consciously taught the children. Guys, we know. So we have no other choice. I beg you by the masses of God. Teach your children. Amen? Finally, once God blesses you to be free, because it will happen, can I hear an amen? amen? Go back and get your struggling brothers and sisters. Do you remember what David, uh, Jesus told Simon Peter. Simon, you're going to be sifted. 
The devil desires to sift you as wheat, and he will succeed. But Simon, I have prayed for you. You will overcome. Can I hear an amen? amen? You will be financially free. Can I hear an amen? amen? But once you're free, do not forget your struggling brothers and sisters. Go back forever. And I don't mean literally just brothers and sisters. You know what I'm talking about. You have a friend who's struggling with a certain concept. You have one who does not really understand why we need to save. Another does not understand investment. Now you understand it. Go back and get your struggling people. That way, we are building on what God is talking about, that eternal plan on wealth. May your wealth not just be for us to enjoy, but for those that are struggling and those generations after. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.